Hey everyone, welcome to the Oscar Watch Podcast. I am your host, Stephen Buja, and to, with me is, of course... Alex Riviello. How's it going, people? I'm sure they're doing, doing well. I'm doing fine, though. Thank you for yeah. asking. And how are you? Uh, I, I care more about the people than you, Steve. I'm sorry. Oh, all of our people. By the way, speaking of people, to, I believe, Kathy Lopez out there. Thank you for your message on our Facebook page. You are, like, the first person to send us uh, some, like, fan mail. So we got it. We got it. Alex, I think we're, we're heading to the big time now. That big, that big red carpet in the sky or wherever. Yeah red carpets are but uh kathy uh if you are listening to this uh we thank you for your uh warm words we aim to please and good luck with your with your digitizing project out there uh alex Mm -hmm. what are we doing this week we are flying in the skies of manhattan oh the bird man that's a little awkward is that too soon yeah uh, depends which direction you're going. No, Sorry. Yeah, Oof. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so if you're heading uptown, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Because we are, <laughs> we, I believe we are in Times Square, and yes, this is Birdman, or The Unexpected Virtue of Ignorance, the 2014 Best Picture winner, directed by Alejandro Gonzalez Inaritu. Uh-huh. Inaritu? Have, have we agreed upon that? Inaritu, yes. I think that's the proper... Yes. Uh, a uh, interesting, shall we say, an interesting movie starring the great Michael Keaton. That I'm still, you know, I'm uh, I'm so torn about this. It's uh, there, there's a lot to unpack, and we I'm looking forward to unpacking this. Alex, have you uh, did you see this in theaters when it first came? out? I did not. No, I only saw it. Uh, I've actually only saw it recently, maybe the end of last year. So. Uh, I went to it after it won, and uh, with all the all the hype, and uh, I guess uh, you know it's going into it with all that hype is kind of you know it's daunting for this kind of film. It's not what you expect it to be at all. Right. You know, you hear Mike, M- Michael Keaton kind of you know playing himself and uh, dealing with his Batman past kind of. And that's what you hear. You know, that's at least that's what everyone kind of uh, praised it as. At least what from what I saw and. Uh, Going into it, it's it's a uh, you definitely have to. Uh, it's not one you can like sit down and just like you know grab some popcorn and half watch. It's it's not that kind of movie at all. No, it's not. Um, so, and it's definitely I think one that encourages multiple viewings because I feel like I I uh, appreciate it a lot more the second time, which this was. See, I'm not entirely sure it, it requires multiple no? viewings. Yes, and, and and again, you know, I'm just teasing. Like, we'll we'll, we'll get to that. Um, yeah, the plot of Birdman is a washed-up former movie star, Riggan Thompson, played by Michael Keaton, uh, whose biggest uh, roles were in the Birdman comic book franchise, uh, is developing and showing a – uh, producing and starring and uh, showing a play uh, based on a Raymond Carver short story on Broadway, and it's basically like backstage pass – sort of behind the scenes what happens to get something on broadway that's the bear plot it deals a lot with uh, relevance and fame and uh aging and sort of a man's quest for shall we say virtue for uh importance oh relevance that's the word that's the word uh and of course you know it uh it's a movie with Michael Keaton in it, so obviously, automatically, it's, you, you should go go and watch it because I do believe the last two Best Picture winners have featured Michael Keaton in it. 
both Spotlight and Birdman. And so, Academy, whatever movie Michael Keaton is in this year, I'm not sure what you should really think about nominating that. And people, you should definitely like start placing your bets now. You'll you'll, you'll make a killing on that. Uh, yeah, I saw this back in 2014. Um, back was, then, uh, yeah, way back then, the the <laughs> a grand two years ago. I saw it. I think just before it got the the big hype so it wasn't it was hype. yeah the, the, the oscar the oscar the hype thing. the oscar hype the the backlash to the hype the backlash to the backlash and so on it, <laughs> it's 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 strange and it, i remember it being a divided movie i remember it being when i first saw it uh i was blown away especially it's like to see this on the big screen it's like uh mm. it's stupendous because it features uh, single fake sequences in which the camera is made to appear as though it is flowing through a scene in one fluid, unbroken shot. There are actually many shots in there, even within the single takes uh, themselves, but the technical uh, prowess on display is so good that uh, you, after a while you stop to notice it, which is, I think, a good and a bad thing, really, because, for instance, with Children of Men, it's... Uh, which is another famous single take uh, single take movie had lots of lots of single takes broken up between the more standard storytelling. Uh, that's you know I I think that's incredibly effective here. It just here it's impressive and don't get me wrong it's uh, very great what they managed to do especially in the narrow corridors and they go all around they sh- up over and around and it's, it's it's beautiful but it feels to me a little bit like. They're just showing off at some point, uh, and uh, I, parts of it start sitting sitting uh, poorly with me. I suppose would be the word. And uh, yeah, but, uh, but anyways, uh, Alex, uh, I'm yeah, no, I'm no, just no. It's, uh, it's no. Um, I was interesting to hear what you say because this is one of those movies that kind of I am curious about what everyone takes away from this because I feel like you could take away so much. Um, I feel like almost every actor in this movie is taking away their own thing from it. That's almost, you know, I feel like uh, every character and every actor has, you know, their own history um, that they're kind of acting against and acting with. It's, it's a whole weird thing. Um, yeah. But the cinematography, I mean, I don't think anyone can question how, how stunning it is. I mean, it's, it's uh, I'll forget his name now. Lebos- Lebosky, I think his name is. Uh, Emmanuel yeah, Lebe- Lebesky. Lebesky, sorry. Uh, who, you know, who's done Tree of Life. He did uh, Gravity. He did, did Billy Things. Um, He's one uh, of the best. Amazing. One of the best DPs of the last. Oh uh, yeah, I mean, decade, absolutely, I absolutely amazing. Uh, and uh, yeah, I kind of would agree with you. I mean, it's kind of done like the whole thing is kind of a one shot um, thing. I, I don't know if what. I don't know. I guess it's one of those things. I, I feel like it's kind of to show the. Well, for the theater parts, I feel like it really works because it shows the, the frantic nature of uh, theater, and nothing stops. Everything keeps going. It's everything's live, live, live. You know, going all the stuff. So I feel like for those sequences, it's 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 it works perfectly, and um and it, it's almost uh, overwhelming. It's definitely in the beginning when you realize how everything's going on and this this dialogue, this nonstop dialogue, and all this kind of witty theatrical banter just being thrown around left and right. Mm-hmm. It's uh it's definitely it takes a little bit to get used to and, and to figure out where it's going, and then just keeps going. So yeah, <laughs> I don't know. It is, <laughs> it, it, is a little, it is a little overwhelming. 
uh, with that style. But I feel like that's kind of, I don't know, maybe that's, it, it, I feel like it's like the inner workings of his mind. It just doesn't stop. It just constantly keeps moving. That's, that's what, that was my takeaway. I don't know, but I feel like this is one of those movies that you can't take away whatever you bring into it. it it's, it's all about that anyway. Yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, it's, it, it starts off with that whole, uh, he's got the quote on his mirror, the, a thing is a thing, not what is said about that, uh, not what is said of that thing. And I, that's pretty much the whole movie, but it's also, you know, it's, it's, it's him dealing with the preconceived notions of who he is, who he is as an actor, who he is as a, as a person, but he's also very, very, very concerned with how everyone uh, perceives him, the critics, the audience, you know, uh, he, he's, he's constantly at war with how, you know, that, that whole thing, well, is he happy himself versus, you know, well, does it matter if nobody else, you know, cares? Right. It's, it's uh, so. a it's a very relatable struggle, I think, especially if especially like you and I uh, engaged in the creative field, you know, act of creation, writing, or however you, however one expresses oneself, to want to be sort of known and remembered yeah. for more, especially it's like and I and I can't I can't relate specifically in to Riggin or Michael Keaton because this is the movie's clearly it's a meta commentary on Michael Keaton himself. I don't think anyone else could have played this because Michael Keaton is most famous for playing Batman back in uh eighty nine and ninety one or ninety two. Two. Yeah, yeah. actually expressly I, I I know that because it expressly the last Birdman was in ninety two, so it's like a direct reference to to the Batman movies too. And that, that kind of stuff kept pulling me out of the movie too because it's like or or kind of confusing right. it's, the theme of the movie. Yeah, it's uh I mean this is this is not a movie for people who don't watch movies. Like you need you right. need to be well versed. You need to be like us who just we just sit around and we watch movies and we talk about movies and we talk about them again and again and and it's like a Wikipedia thing where you just go down and like this talk about this movie you lead to this movie and this one and then eventually you're talking about Day of the Dolphin or something like that. Yes, <laughs> I still I haven't seen another. It. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna get a reference every episode. Guys. Oh, it's just, it's just every episode. But oh. it's um, getting back to the point. The uh, I, I said it's a quest. For, it's a quest for relevance, and I think that that is one of the relatable things about the movie. It sometimes confuses the point. It gets lost up its own ass, certainly at other times. But it definitely. But by focusing on Regan Thompson and by surrounding him with just an incredible cast, just an, yeah. this is an amazing cast of of actors. Uh, you can over you can you can overcome a lot of scripting flaws when you have Edward Norton and Michael Keaton like slapstick fighting it out backstage, which is which <laughs> is still it's still just one of the most like goofy scenes. Yeah. Uh, I think of any I, best I picture. I do appreciate winner. the movie for doing that though. It doesn't hesitate to to give the audience what it wants, and I kind of love that about it too. Is that it, and, and and even as you know, Michael Keaton's character is. is hating about you know how he's only seen as this action movie star he he freaking revels in it when there's that one sequence when when he's just watching the whole the whole city explode and the giant bird cre- creature coming down and all stuff he, he he's in his element and you realize you know it's talking even the, the the voiceovers you know how it's talking about how you know you you know love to entertain the the masses and all kind of stuff right. um it's weird because the movie kind of tries to want to enjoy both of that it wants the cerebral side it wants the critics to enjoy it but it also gives a little bit for the uh you know, for the action uh, blockbuster fans as well. Yeah, um, yeah it, it's, uh, I don't know. And also, I, I, I've read too, though, that uh, that um, 
uh, in in Aritu is is apparently apparently the main character is in Aritu like very much as well. Oh, I all can the definitely. Actors, I can definitely yeah. see that. He, there's and about how his whole struggles with critics too. I mean, because he's had you know many. I mean, uh, has there been a director whose films are more misunderstood and no? Well, I mean, you know, even even as acclaimed as he is, he's still been. Uh, I mean, I feel like his movies are are very open to interpretation like this, and and uh, he gets he gets a lot of a uh, lot of crap from. Uh, even though I think you know, inarguably made some some really really truly great films. Yeah. Uh, but um, people out there, he made uh, Babel, Babel, and uh, the <laughs> still brilliant Twenty One Grams. Yeah, I do which, love Twenty One Grams. I, I still think that's my favorite of his. Actually, I think so too. Did he also do one of the BMW films, the the driver shorts with Clive? Uh, I don't. No, I don't know. Actually, I think I think never... I, I think. Oh, you should you should you should see those. You I, should I, definitely see I those. I saw a couple of them. I feel like I, I, I definitely don't. Yeah, he, yeah, definitely. Uh, he, oh, he, oh, he might have, and uh, and obviously he directed Leonardo DiCaprio in The Revenant, which <laughs> uh, took all sorts of awards at last yeah. at this previous year's Oscars. So, as you can see already, we have a it's a movie with a lot of elements, a lot of moving parts to it, and we're going to take a short break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about the Academy Awards it won and the other nominees for that year. So do stick around. Uh, in the end, it's about the movies themselves. doesn't matter what they cost to make or how much they made at the box office. It's about the power of their storytelling and the power of their ideas. Only one of tonight's nominees will win the Oscar for Best Picture, but they will live on because they touched something in all who saw them. Here are the nominees for Best Picture. American Sniper, Birdman, or The Unexpected Virtue of Ignorance, Boyhood, The Grand Budapest Hotel, The Imitation Game, Selma. The Theory of Everything. Whiplash. And the Oscar goes to... And we're back here at Oscar Watch. We're talking about Birdman or the Unexpected Virtue of Ignorance. And now it is on to the Academy Awards. Birdman won four awards that year, pretty much the most. Best Picture, obviously. Best Director, Inaritu. Best Original Screenplay, Inaritu and a bunch of other guys. And most assuredly and most deservedly, it won Best Cinematography. It was also nominated for five other awards. Alex, do you have that list? I don't. <laughs> you just, oh, you're killing me here. I, okay. I ruined it. Okay, but okay. You I'm, on, I'm on. I'm on. I'm on a Kindle right okay. now. Okay, okay, Alex. Is, uh, my computer. Okay, Alex. <laughs> what do you think this movie was nominated for? Let's let's Ooh, play, let's, uh, let's play well, this game. I, or if you remember. Think, oh, jeez, I can't remember. Well, I, I think that uh, that Keaton got the nomination. Pretty sure, right? Yep. I uh, what would else I get it for? I don't know. I, I don't know what else I would nominate it for. I wouldn't. Probably nothing else. <laughs> wow. Uh, okay. What else? It, it was uh, Michael Keaton. Uh, his mm-hmm. uh, nomination. Edward Norton got Best Supporting Actor. Oh. And Emma Stone. I just found the list. Emma oh, Stone. And, and Emma Stone. As okay, well sorry. as uh, as well as sound editing and sound mixing, which I have to say mm. 
that seems pretty deserved as well on account of just the use of that that drum music yeah, that the became whole, really the whole movie is scored by a single drum pretty much like this jazzy drum score which is it's weird it's really it's almost always ambient there's almost always a drummer somewhere right it's drumming it's, away yeah it's a, it's a very i believe the word is diegetic sound that's it's so it's mm-hmm. coming from within the in the film itself and so when mm-hmm. uh, for instance Regan is walking down the street you get the Doppler effect where it, it gets louder as he approaches and it's quieter as he passes it by. It's mm. uh, it's a forceful soundtrack, really. Well, yeah. it, not even a soundtrack, just a forceful like beats, like this heartbeat, yeah. this rhythm that this movie is 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 pulsing to. Yeah. All right. It's very 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 jazzy. Very definitely gives it a unique feeling. I mean, it's mostly just one drum. That's yeah, that's just a thing. Also. One or one drummer, you know. Except for the only parts that aren't are the parts where he starts imagining his uh, his past, where he's flying around, and it gets a kind of like a theatrical score playing in the background, that's true. a little burst of. But, but that's that's that score is actually pretty great, and I I'm sure yeah. I'm sure it'll be used in many an Oscar like montage memorial video from mm. for years and years. But uh, okay, so that's what uh, that's what Birdman cleaned up that night. What was Birdman going up against? Oh, I know you the have big this ones. List. Uh, yeah, I have this list. Uh, well, this was a pretty good year. Uh, we had American Sniper, one Whoa. of your favorites. Oh, <laughs> God, I do not like that movie. It's not a good movie. It's not a good movie. <laughs> I haven't seen it, to be honest. Um, we had uh, Boyhood, which is a very good movie. I don't know if I'd, I'd consider it a Best Picture nominee. Yeah, people, uh, everyone was saying it was basically Birdman or Boyhood, and a lot of people were on Boyhood's side. I think because well, it took like twelve years to make or something. Yeah, it's it's like you know if you think about the, all that. I mean, like as far as it's 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 like any other kind of coming of age tale. Especially, it's it's like it, it, there's nothing too much in it that's it hasn't been done before. It's just the sheer you know madness of doing it over all these years and right. the and the. Uh, and that, and it does, and it does give it more weight because you're like, holy crap! I'm watching these people grow up, and I'm watching, you know, the, these lives change. So it does, it does, uh, you know, it's not some guy in a wig or, or you know, baby, you know, CGI or something like that. So right. it's, uh, it works for that. Um, right, but, but it, it does, it does make you wonder because, like, with the Revenant, Revenant's not mm-hmm. a spe- not a very special movie, but it, it seems like it got a lot of press because of how it was made how it was made yeah and, and i don't know if that should matter exactly i'm not sure i'm not sure either because on the one hand like it's very impressive like what leo went through is very impressive but is it acting really right. or is it just well it's not even that it's like what, what showed up on the screen like if you show this right. to somebody you have no idea what the hell happened does it you know does it matter does it translate just to, to the screen that's what you should care about and that's what you know it's just the story is okay amplify that and obviously the the studios love to push out that Oh yeah, they, they they love that narrative. They love that narrative. Yeah, that Oscar narrative. And especially because but... every you know one of the sucker writers online starts you know running with it and, and writing about it as much as they can about it. Um, <laughs> so it just uh, perpetuates that whole thing. But um, yeah, and like does their own work for them. But that's a whole other issue we, we don't have to get into now. <laughs> but sure. yeah, I don't know. Yeah. What? <laughs> uh, no, no. I was going to say uh, we will. I'm sure we'll get into it in a lot, especially uh, when we do spotlight <laughs> yeah, and, and everything. Else. Um, but yeah, no. Boyhood is. I mean, it's a, it's a really it's a really good film. It's a definitely definitely uh, I'll, fun I'll film. Ch- I'll I, check I, it out. Yeah, it's also like two and a half hours or how how long? It's it's one of those movies like well, I'm, okay, you shot it for twelve years, whatever the hell, you can get away with you know having a long, uh, unreasonably long movie. Otherwise, <laughs> yeah. Birdman 
just under two hours. I, yeah, I, I appreciate a movie that is just under two it's, hours. It's a pretty pretty tight film too. It, it goes a pretty good clip, probably yeah. they, due to the soundtrack, probably too, because it definitely keeps you with that uh, that fast beat throughout. Definitely, <laughs> it's always moving. Yeah. What else we got? Uh, we also got Grand Budapest, the Grand Budapest Hotel, okay. which I no, I know you're not that, I'm, that I'm keen. Not, I'm not. I don't think it's Anderson's best. People are calling it Anderson's best. I'm a I'm a I'm a, I'm a Rushmore and Tenenbaums guy myself. Grand I'm Budapest a fantastic Mr. Fact, uh, fantastic Mr. Oh, Fox yeah, guy. Fantastic Fox, right? That's that's such a good one too. I I, I have a weird like weird relationship with Wes Anderson movies because I I feel like I don't know for for some reason I feel like his style works better animated. It's that whole stilted weirdo yeah. kind of dialogue and stuff like that. I love it, but it's it's just too much sometimes with real actors and i feel like the uh, fantastic mr fox for some reason just uh, everything everything works for me yeah that's um, okay yeah that's that's a really good movie i've, I've really yeah really, I, I think that's my favorite of this but grand budapest is definitely i feel like it's maybe i feel like maybe fans of his will probably like it the least just because it is kind of the most mainstream it's definitely the most like kind of action-packed and uh less action weird packed. i'm doing air quotes well, right now I mean, action you know what i mean you know what i mean though yeah it's i guess like things it's happen definitely the most blockbuster it's it's the most mainstream of all his films i would say but maybe, well yeah even fantastic with fox which is a you know essentially a kids movie it's not a really mainstream film i wouldn't show that to my kids for many years so even though they've read the book but it's it's a <laughs> it's it's because it's so you know it is pretty weird um but yeah, Grand Budapest. I don't know. It's it's just I, I find like Grand Budapest one of his most like just plain enjoyable films though. Yeah. More like most rewatchable at least I would say. Okay. Um, Agree okay. to disagree. Uh, uh, <laughs> that's the whole point. Um, what else we got? We also got the Imitation Game, which yeah. I have not. Uh, it's a fi- uh, fine performance from Cumberbatch uh, about the life of Alan Turing. Uh, yeah, it's thoroughly. It's like good. It's I don't think particularly memorable yeah it's fine yeah it's, i it's, it's, remember it was uh, nominated yeah you know? it's it's one of the it's one of those ones you go oh yeah that's one of those like extra ones it's clearly not one of the top contenders right uh, yeah it's fine fine <laughs> uh, we also have selma i haven't seen that unfortunately I, well i have not either yeah. actually oh we're terrible yeah we're, 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 too, we're, ter- we're, too, we're terrible liberals these old movies you know we can't handle all this, these movies from years and years ago uh, <laughs> you you have a good excuse. I don't I don't have any excuse. So I'm like, I, yeah, whatever. Uh, um, and the and our last selection is the nope, theory of there, everything. No, there, there, there are two more. There are two more. There's the theory. Oh, oh. There's the theory of, of everything, which stars oh Eddie Redmayne God. as um, uh, Stephen Hawking. So we have Alan Turing and Stephen Hawking because movies come in twos, baby. Uh, and I have seen this. Like I really like Michael Keaton and oh. Birdman. But yeah. fucking Eddie Redmayne is really fucking good in the, in the theory of it. Like he's really good. Like that. Like mm-hmm. having to portray the uh, portray a man with um, Lou Gehrig's disease ALS. Uh, that is acting. That was very. He did a he did a fantastic job. And I was very happy when Balma Brassix won the Oscar because. I really like Jupiter Ascending, and I wish we could do a podcast on that. But <laughs> oh, you're the one. <laughs> I'm the one. No, my, no, and my wife is one too. So we're the two. If it's if it's on TV, I, we're I, like we're gonna watch this. Okay. okay. <laughs> I haven't seen it. I'll, I'll, I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. Okay, thank you. <laughs> and uh, and finally, the last one was Whiplash, uh, which yes. I which I haven't seen either. But it got it got J.K. Simmons, the farmer's insurance guy, and voice of the peanut M&M. 
his uh, best supporting actor Oscar. Oh God! And uh, and and and, and J. Jameson from the original. Yeah. <laughs> the peanut M M&M. and M. He's the peanut M and M. He's the, I like, know, I know, the... I know. I know. <laughs> I was like, where is he going with this? <laughs> nope, not going anywhere else. Just that's it. That's it. <laughs> also, Oz, which HBO has been promoting again, weirdly enough. Really. Yeah, oh, it's been playing in front of a lot of commercials on HBO Go. So they're doing like, oh, hey, you can watch Oz now. It's like, well, no, you know, I've never seen Oz, <laughs> I, uh, I've, and I've always been interested. Is it a fifteen is fifteen year anniversary of Oz or something? Like that? Oh, it's I don't know what it is, but it's it's, been it out definitely was like the first kind of HBO HBO show. It was you know not not that there weren't HBO shows, but this was kind of like the the new wave of HBO programming. Right. Right. It's good. It just you watch it now and you're like, this is a really silly show because you know <laughs> it was supposed to be it's supposed to be this really serious hard take. All you know all this male nudity and drugs and rape and all this crazy stuff and all you know it's hard topics and things like that. And you watch it, and it's like this is a silly silly show. <laughs> so it gets it gets it gets really you know it's got like you know white supremacists and you know italian mafioso and all you know everything you want uh in a in a prison film but uh uh or show but it, it, it's just fun it's and it's got a lot of like amazing actors in it like a, a lot uh okay. but it um it gets re- and it gets really stupid actually by the end it just completely goes off the rails and uh they do some things that they 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 realize must they must have realized it was so dumb that they had to scroll it back. <laughs> like they have this thing where they they try to they get guys out of the prison by giving them aging drugs, like these experimental aging, <laughs> and then all the guys like get really old, and then a couple of episodes later they just drop that whole plot. Wow, spoilers! That sounds <laughs> that sounds delightful. Okay, all right, Sorry all right. no, no, that's fine. All right, so that's a that's a fine yeah. crop of movies right there. I think yeah. fine. Yeah. It was- I don't know. Like, yeah. I don't know the like, greatest, yeah, but no. it's fine. Are there any real standouts for you of those? Like, which would? Well, I mean, we'll, we'll get into that later, I guess. But eh, it doesn't. Uh, they're like, all fine uh, films. Like, I, I think, I think Boyhood will be remembered for how it was made, not necessarily right. what is in it. But that is from me saying, not yeah. having seen it. So. Right, and so speaking of the studios pushing the uh, narrative, right? I oh mean, yeah, that was yeah, one. absolutely, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, Alex, any fun, any any other fun movies in two thousand fourteen? Oh God! I did not do my research on this. Okay, I well, been, well, I've been swamped. You have been. I will. I'll, okay, I'll run through a quick list. Uh, yeah, give me, what was it? What came out that year? I know. Okay. I, uh, well, Guardians came out. Yeah, that year. Guardians of the Galaxy, great summer movie, Lego movie, uh, really fantastic, and I think a great companion piece to Birdman in terms mm. of its meta commentary on filmmaking and whatnot. Uh, mm. Interstellar from Christopher Nolan had some good stuff mm. to it, uh, kind of uh, whatever. Uh, Gone Girl. Gone Girl's good. Which I just recently saw because I only just recently watched. Uh, read the book. Yeah, the, and, you know, uh, that, yeah, that, that's the last book I read from like front to back in one sitting. It's, yeah. it's a very good book. Uh, yeah. You have Live, Die, Repeat. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, Edge of Tomorrow. <laughs> I, I, that movie is I, – I can't uh, – I don't think anybody can understand how underrated that movie it's is. It's, it's so a, a weird sentence. It's but, such a yeah. good movie. And really, you <laughs> so got it. It's, so, it's so fun. It's great. Like I love – I love Tom Cruise. I'll, any excuse to talk about him, but I really love um, <laughs> crap. Oh my god, I just love, just just forgot her name. Emily Blunt. She's uh, like yeah. she she's my go-to sci-fi girl. She's in all all this all this great stuff like this and Looper. Uh, I also have X Men: Days of Future Past. You have Nightcrawler. Give some things. Oh, John Wick. Yeah, you got John Wick. <laughs> Big Hero. Great action movies Big Hero, of yeah. recent years. Big Hero Six. Inherent Vice. 
22 Jump Street, another meta-commentary on the action genre. You get Fury, David Ayer, Godzilla... Yeah, Unbroken, I'm just naming movies. I'm just naming movies. Snowpiercer. Snowpiercer. Oh, my God. I love Snowpiercer. So, yeah. 2014, it was actually pretty... I'm like, certainly compared to this year. Like, this year has been crap. But 2014, yeah. like, there was some stuff I want to see. These, mm. these, these are good movies. So, uh, But Birdman... Babadook. Birdman flew triumphant over all of them. And when we come back from this short break, we're going to talk about why that might be. This is my chance to finally do some work that actually means something. That means something to who? You had a career, Dad, before the third comic book movie. Before people started to forget who was inside that bird costume. You were doing a play based on a book that was written 60 years ago for a thousand rich old white people whose only real concern is going to be where they go to have their cake and coffee when it's over. Nobody gives a shit but you. And... Let's face it, Dad, you are not doing this for the sake of art. You are doing this because you want to feel relevant again. Well, guess what? There is an entire world out there where people fight to be relevant every single day, and you act like it doesn't exist. Things are happening in a place that you ignore, a place that, by the way, has already forgotten about you. I mean, who the fuck are you? You hate bloggers. You mock Twitter. You don't even have a Facebook page. You're the one who doesn't exist. You're doing this because you're scared to death, like the rest of us, that you don't matter. And you know what? You're right. You don't. It's not important, okay? You're not important. Get used to it. I forgot about the Raid 2. Raid 2. Yeah, I forget the Raid 2. One of my favorite action movies. One of the best action movies. Oh, my God. That movie is just... Speaking of, speaking of single, single takes, that, uh, that prison yeah. yard sequence? Holy shit, that's yeah. good. That is... Uh, I am so glad you turned me on to you, like because I think it was you who said, "Dude, you have to see the oh, raid." Oh, well, we did we go see it? We saw. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. We saw. We saw it together down in town in Union Square. People, I'm like, I, I come on, we we're gonna go see this. Nobody knew what it was. And we Trust saw because I just I'd seen um, Gareth Evans' first film. I'm gonna forget the name of it now. Uh, oh, Morento, oh, yeah, uh, yeah. which I don't think anybody saw. I saw the Tribeca one year, and um, I mean, the raid was just so far above that. The holy crap, and then the raid too. So much, so much fun. It's, it's, oh, so, so good. I, I love yeah. this. But sorry, what what are we talking about? Oh, Birdman. Right. <laughs> uh, we are talking about Birdman, and let us get into it. Alex, uh, we've been dancing around the issue. Just uh, let's let's start us off with just a general. So, what do you think of this movie? Yeah, I, that's what I was saying. Uh, I feel like the second time around, I appreciated it more. I kind of liked where it went more. I it's it's one of those movies. It's kind of like. You can't really critique it because it's all about being critiqued. I don't know. It's a weird film in that way. It's 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 a. Uh, I, I I don't know. I can't. I feel like I. I don't want to say I can't get my head around it, but it's like at the same time, it's like I don't know what it wants to be. I just I don't really. I wouldn't consider it like a great great film. I don't think I would have picked it for a best picture nominee. I the hype does kind of surprise me. I understand people like the magical realism thing. It seems to be a. a I don't know if it's a always a. It's probably not always a best picture thing, but it's definitely at least gets a nomination if, if you have like a good, you know, little weird, uh, you know, talking about the human spirit and nature and all that kind of stuff. That's definitely something I can get the notice of the Academy at least. Yeah, um, yeah I I, uh, I can't really get into it. I, I still I still uh, not sure what to take of it. I, it's a strange thing to say after seeing it a couple times. Hmm. Um, yeah. But I, there's a lot of things I like about it. Just I don't know as, as a whole if it all comes together for me. Yeah. 
there's a lot there are a lot of things for me to appreciate in this movie uh especially on the on a technical aspect every the acting is great the um camera work is obviously phenomenal editing is good music sound just it all hits this these great points and when i saw it the first time like, like i mentioned i was really in love with it and i started unpacking and unpacking what it meant and the the themes and the plots i'm like okay this is a movie it's a movie that does have something to say it's not just the regular like uh, hollywood blockbuster superhero movie it's a superhero movie with mm. like with things on its mind but uh this is the second time i've seen it since then and i learned no new information i didn't glean i didn't glean any bit so there is some depth to it but i don't think it is as deep as it thinks it is. I don't want to call it pretentious because pretentious is a lazy criticism for a movie, but it is a film that is very in love with itself and its creator is like you can you can feel the open hostility uh Inaritu has towards uh, modern audiences, modernity in general, and critics. And I, mm-hmm. I didn't like it when M. Night Shyamalan fucking made his critical critique in Lady in the Water, which is a terrible movie. And I'm I am amused by this one because at least this is a competent and well-made movie. But I still mm-hmm. I, it still feels like a artistic it's like an artistic movie that the trump campaign could support because it's just whining a lot it's 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 a lot like characters are characters are saying a lot of things but they're also doing a lot of like soliloquy and great grand speeches about it's a very theatrical film it's a very very, it's i mean well obviously it's set in the theater but it's like it feels like a play. It, the, the way that the dialogue is set up, the way that the actors respond, the way that the, yeah, the way yeah, exactly the soliloquies, the way that they start uh, exposing about a yeah. nature, the nature of you know what they're thinking. This you know he's having his uh, his whole inner monologue nonstop. It, right, but, it it plays out very much like a play, and I feel like that's also one of the issues. Right. Um, if it, of, it, it feels, sorry, sorry, it feels like it feels like no, an issue because they're he, he's using that as a shield against proper criticism like like you say this is this is a hard movie to break down because it's like you look at it and then it like it darts out of view or it turns into something else and you can't quite grapple it and that's by design so it's like it's almost made to be unobtainable in some way and ever mysterious which is infuriating because you want to tell a story and there's there's a there, there's a story here and it's an amusing story and it you know it goes up and down and has its one act you know one through acts one through three and all that but it's still like it i think it actively kind of doesn't like you watching it <laughs> i think i like i think I, I think it's just like this it's one of those it's one of those movies that george lucas is going to make for himself where he's going to make a movie he's not going to show anybody except <laughs> this movie got out and suddenly gained, won a lot of awards uh mm. so, I, I, um, technically it's great and you know i love I, michael keaton is great like i said before yeah, the actors the, are yeah, the the acting yeah, the actors are, is amazing. I mean, I I Zach Galifianakis is almost unrecognizable in this film. Serious? Uh, Holy yeah, shit! I, 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 what? Holy shit! Oh. Yeah, like, like, oh my god! Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, like, he's he's you know, I I, I didn't think he had that range. Even though it's not much of a range, it's still it's a lot more than uh, the goofy uh, 
actor that we've seen. It's definitely uh, he's got some emotion behind him too, even though it's mostly about you know saving the uh, uh, saving the, the uh, production that he's yeah. he's uh, running. He plays a great um, like scummy lawyer, really. Yeah, but like but like yeah, charming, uh, but charming too. Yeah, but, but oh, but uh, Alex, fun fact: mm-hmm. uh, Michael Keaton is Batman. Edward mm-hmm. Norton, the Incredible Hulk. Emma Stone, yeah. uh, Gwen Stacy. So we have, yeah. like, and that's a, that's another weird meta level that in a region yeah. is like, I'm definitely casting these people because they were in superhero franchises at least once, and they and then and then they even go further and in, in to talk about the casting of superhero yeah, franchises, they, they and you're like, they're talking for yeah, they're, they're trying to cast uh, the role that eventually goes up to uh, Edward Norton's character, uh, yeah. and uh, he's, he's saying like, no, we can't do Jeremy Renner; he's an Avenger. We can't do this for you know. And it ends up that they did get. I mean, they did get an Avenger after all, but um, it's yeah, it's kind of music. But that's the whole thing. It's like all these meta commentaries. I feel like everyone's everyone's playing themselves, doing you know, Edward Norton. I mean, I feel like he's doing what everyone considers Edward Norton. Everyone's considering him like the crazy. You know, everyone hears all these stories about how difficult he is to work with and right. all this stuff. And I feel like he's doing kind of that too. I feel like everyone is doing their own commentary on the film while the director is doing his own commentary. And it's like I don't know what you're trying. You know, right. and they're doing commentary on themselves. And, yeah, the and, dialogue is, and, it, and I don't, I don't feel like. I mean, I, I don't know if pretentious is a bad word for it, and I, and I, I do feel like it, all the themes are pretty blatant. I mean, it starts with that quote right on the freaking mirror while he's staring at it. Right. <laughs> you know, thing is not a thing is a thing, and um, and I feel like it, it's pretty blatant. It, it tells you exactly what they want. Even that that their whole Birdman sequence where he's going through the city. I mean, that's. I mean, how much more blatant can you be? Right. That could have been a. That could. Have, I mean, we all knew that was his internal struggle. We all knew that that that's uh, he, he's he's grappling with what what the world sees him versus uh, what he wants to be in, and if he should just go back to the pleasing the masses and making a, a fourth Birdman or whatever they were up to. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I feel like uh, you know, instead of doing that, they, he wanted to please the audience a little bit and do that. So it's like, well, what are you trying to do with this? I don't know. Right. The, all over. Yeah. The dialogue is very on the nose it's so it's it has an air of look at me isn't this smart and yeah like subversive in a way when it's when it like and after 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 watching it and listening to it you just go like oh god it's there's so much more of this movie after like i was 40 minutes into this and was going holy shit we have another 80 minutes of this like and it, it picks up uh, see, I, I didn't feel that like i the, the first act felt way too long but as it like started to progress i was like okay i'm getting back into this it's fine the the sequence helped when it's when it's finally you know when all the fantastical stuff starts starts yeah. happening but i that that for that first first little bit the like end of the first act started just like just great on me and movies don't normally mm. great on me especially and like i didn't expect i expected to like walk into this and be like this is gonna be great this is like a fun movie it's i i you know i'm declaring this now this will be the only superhero movie that will ever win best picture <laughs> i think <laughs> and uh superheroes obviously yeah. in air quotes and it's yeah, yeah. it uh, but it's a film that it talks about love. It's even called "What Do We Talk About When We Talk About Love." That's the play that uh, Rick and Thompson is producing. But I think is more. It's more about the things the director and the writer kind of hate. You know, Twitter, you know, going <laughs> viral, just yeah. uh, the weekend box office, just all these sort of things. like like the character of the critic. Um, the New York Times theater critic is uh-huh. 
such a caricature <laughs> of that yeah. person, and it's clearly this is Inaritu, you know, saying what he feels, but hiding behind this critic character, the, the critic right. character played by Lindsay Duncan, who's great in another HBO show called Rome. If you haven't seen that. <laughs> Uh, and but, see, I just started getting annoyed by it. Uh, <laughs> I haven't seen it, yet. but no, I, I feel like that part is kind of interesting. I do find like that part interesting because they make her out to be such a villain. Like she's like just you know straight up, straight up villainous. You know the whole you know she's I'm going to bury this play, this and that. And it's like it just shows you you know the critics going into it with the mindset that they're going to hate this thing, uh, which we've seen a lot recently with DC film movies. I, I love that response. Um, but but, uh, but to be fair, the DC the last two DC movies have been terrible well no i mean that's but how much marvel will pay you yeah. i mean well yeah uh, clearly it's a marvel conspiracy <laughs> they're, they're paying all um, the people on it on the internet but but the thing i find interesting is that like you know he's like kind of redeemed someone at the end by you know like when he pours his soul out and you know shoots his nose off his face that the theater critic enjoys that and like that that's like that becomes a good thing right by, yes. by only by spilling his blood and bearing his soul uh, does he become the critical darling? So I don't know. What he is finally the gets what he about? wants. Yeah, yeah, uh, he finally gets. But but it's like, but why did he want that in the first place? If she's like, you know, this lady's such a piece of work that you know uh, that she's like, she is the villain. Like he's getting, he's basically going for the support of the villain. He wants, he wants a uh, some kind words from from the yeah, he wants, most villainous he, character in the. He wants to be. He wants to be relevant. He finds this the. And this and right. this is the path like, he is he has cool, chosen, guess, you know? but yeah, he wants yeah. he wants the adoration. He doesn't think he could be Birdman again. Which fun fact he is actually Bird. He's actually the Birdman in the in the costume that's like haranguing, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. haranguing. I, like I didn't know that. <laughs> I, I enjoy that part. Yeah, yeah, which which it's it's a fantastic part. But he... well, I mean, I enjoy all of his performance though. I don't, I don't feel like you know. Oh, yeah. I feel like oh, yeah. he, he, like he's, he's he's loving every bit of it too. Oh you know? yeah, and this brought this brought Michael Keaton back in a big way uh, that. You know, really, like he 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 went away for a long time, and you go, man, that is sucks. But he is such <laughs> a great actor; you just love watching him. There's yeah. a there's a great Onion article out there, I, th- I think it's the Onion, where it basically says like seventy two percent of movies could be improved by adding Michael Keaton, and it's not wrong. <laughs> you're not wrong on that. Like you go, this this guy is this guy is great. He's in multiplicity. Multiplicity. <laughs> Come on, man. But, uh, yeah, I, but I, underrated comedy. Yeah, I'm very very underrated. All right, okay, we brought it up. The ending pissed a lot of people off because of its very ambiguous nature. Uh, I, I really, I didn't hear that. But that's really, kind of, kind of, yeah. Well, I don't, I don't know. I guess I'm paying attention to the, that particular uh, side of things. But yeah, I, uh, I can't see that. I don't know. How could you watch that movie? And I don't know. I feel like it fits perfectly with the whole. Well, is it because she's seeing his his uh, madness or his? Uh, I think I think I think it's because they don't. We don't see him. We don't. We don't see him fly away, or we, away. or we don't see him. You know, laid out on the pavement. It's just oh, we, it's we the do reaction. see him fly away. We see how he reacts to the 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 critic. Uh, you know, we see that this is what he wanted, and he's he's become. You know, he's he's ascended, he's, uh, enlightened. He's ascended. Yeah, yes. she's she's enjoying seeing her dad uh, back in in spirits. That's yes, but, not, is that really? That hard, but but okay. Previously, but is the, he really flying? Is that what yeah you're yeah yeah? That's the thing because previously, like during his big flight sequence, we see him flying yeah. around. It's beautiful. It's a really fun sequence. But then right, right. he, but then we see that he's actually he actually just took a cab to the theater, 
remember because the cabbie yeah. was chasing him. So yeah, it keeps, so, it keeps so, doing that. Like we, we see yeah. him throwing, he's throwing the things around the room with his mind, and then his manager comes in and, and he's he's physically picking yeah. them up, throwing them. We've, right. we've seen that throughout so, the whole film. So <laughs> I think I so, think so I think it comes down to people not paying he, attention. Oh. People not paying attention. Did he imagine himself flying away, but he's actually dead? Or has he, by virtue of get, of getting the the, the fanboy praise because he's Birdman and the, the critical praise and creating a new genre of super realism by shooting off his nose, did he actually become Birdman and ascend and fly away and that's what we see and that's the and that's the question that's up for debate i've heard it some ways where i've i've even heard one where he actually died on stage he actually mm, like he literally a, he like literally, a dream and he literally shot him, and this is like his like the this is like the moment before the bullet hits and, and and this and this is how he imagines it and i i i never really liked the oh he's actually dead but especially in this case i don't like it because it robs him of his knowing what happened because to to shoot himself like that is not that doesn't get him what he wants. What he wants is the adoration of the people, and like he can imagine that right. he has imagined that. Yeah, but he actually he like physically desires it. He needs yeah, it to be he, real. He so I don't. So like exactly. I don't like I don't think that is actually true. Right. At, at it all. Make any sense for that? Yeah, because he, he exactly he would rob himself of the very thing he's going for. There would be no reason for that. Right. Um, you know, just but this last act that he gave himself everything he was going for. That's exactly. why I don't. I can't see him jumping out the. Is it what? What do you think is more? Um, no, I mean, like I, the not none of the writers have given any answers. It was written by about three or four people. Uh, like I, I think I, t- I think I jump between he's flying away or he's dead, and I think either works for me. Yeah. Although I, although I'm more of an optimist, so I like to think he's like he's, he has learn to fly and he is he is gone uh ultimately though i don't think it actually matters uh what matter the answer is less important than the question than the moment at the end right but we all know he's going to come crashing back down because uh nobody stays a, a critical darling for long we all want to tear down our our idols yeah our idols so, so he uh, will he will fly too close to the sun yeah. Actually, 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 speaking of that, I, uh, I, did, I did have an, an, a point that I noticed before. So the, the film opens with a, a, shoot, a falling star, which is actually mm-hmm. the same meteor that I think was in The Revenant because they filmed it and they were like, we have a – we captured a meteor falling <laughs> to Earth, so we're going to put it in all the movies we have. But I think this the, – the, okay, so it's called Birdman or the Unexpected Virtue of Ignorance. And mm-hmm. I think – with this falling to earth uh, motif they have presented, I think it, Riggin can be something of a Greek character, a Greek, uh, a Greek, a Greek tragedy. He is he's Prometheus. I think by uh, he steals fire. He steals the fire of super realism at the end. I think I think hmm. that's that's what he's here. He's here to bring fire to the ignorant masses of the New York theater world, of Lindsay Duncan, of us in general. And I 
like I I I, I, I want to workshop this theory out. I, ha- I like had it originally when I first saw it. it was the first thing I was like, mm. I feel smart because I'm bringing it back <laughs> to my classics class. But uh, but I you know I I uh, I actually don't, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't I don't know I don't I don't know where it's I don't going. Prometheus really. works. I mean, Prometheus wasn't he bringing it, bringing fire to mankind though. It's not he's not he doesn't care about anybody else. They're they're all very shallow characters. He just cares about you know he's bringing fire back for himself. You know he's just he just wants there we go. he wants he wants to go to Olympus himself. He wants to he wants to kick Zeus off uh, and uh, any of Zeus's critics and uh, and, <laughs> actually, and sit be- on actually, top I, of that. Actually, I believe Prometheus sided with Zeus against the Titans. Oh. So yeah, just <laughs> there you go. a little a little classical mythology uh, <laughs> for you from Professor yeah, Steve. It's like he doesn't I don't know because he just he doesn't really care about the people. He just cares about their adoration. Yeah. But I th- I, th- I think eventually he does start care- he starts caring about the people around him. He, like he we do see him evolve from the selfish jerk who who is who is doing this show for his own vanity. He's mortgaging his, well, his whole life too. Yeah, it's like his, his, whole, yeah, his, you know, his whole life exactly. That's but, the whole purpose of uh, Emma Stone's character too. Is to show that you know he's still carrying around this baggage of a of being a failed dad, a failed uh, failed husband, failed everything. Even though while he's uh, striving for this this excellence in, in his career. And he's failing at that too, so I don't know. He's... Yeah. But he's finally he's finally redeemed. And it's, it seems like it's you know he does like I appreciate that he does lose something. He loses his nose, so mm-hmm. he does have there is a sacrifice there to get what he wants, and it's a gross. The, the nose they have on him afterwards is like kind of <laughs> gross. But uh, did uh, did you notice the face mask on him? What, uh, or, or, yeah, yeah, the mask. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it the perfect like, superhero mask. The, the perfect yeah, superhero yeah. mask looks like a beak. You're like, oh, this yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. This is hilarious. Yeah. See, and I get that. I mean, no, that's like that's like how it's so blatant. The it's, themes. It's like it's so blatant. Like, it's, that it didn't beats you over the head. Right, right. Which, which <laughs> you know, it's sometimes it's sometimes fine, but it's two hours of just yeah. characters not only saying what they they're saying exactly what they're feeling and thinking, which is great in a real relationship. I highly recommend being honest with your with your significant <laughs> or in a other. theatrical performance. Well, that's the thing. It's, I feel like this is a very yeah. It's the whole thing is very theatrical. That's the way that uh, the, it's very over emoting. It's all it's all. Yeah. Uh, there's no subtext in that way. They have to, right because you know. cause all the text has to be on there. Be, and that's where the that's where the single take uh, yeah. uh, framing works because you know Maybe it's, this would it's work better as a play itself. I would, Maybe I would be curious be to see this as a play. I think it could. I yeah. think it could work as a play very, uh, very much. But you know, and this certainly it's certainly better than just taking a camera and plopping it in front of a bunch of actors on stage and then telling them to go like that's like i i have been in a play where that happened and it's oh man and i'm not a good actor so it was was rough and i was on stage the whole time (laughs) (laughs) um but okay i think we're i think we're running low on time uh alex uh, so We've been talking about this for for about an hour now. What? Just what, where do you think we 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 lie? Uh, where do you think we lie? Is uh, yeah, I, I guess uh, it doesn't look like we're we're sold on it as being the nominee or the the winner rather. Um, yeah, definitely, definitely not the winner. I like I I, but, I I don't know. I'm a big Grand Budapest fan. I would probably if I were had to to cast my vote for all these. I mean, I, I would, like I, which is not to say that I don't like you know Grand Budapest is fine. I'm like I would actually like if that won Best Picture I'd be I'd be okay with that like honestly like The Raid Two clearly should have won or Under the Skin should have <laughs> nominated won. yeah it should have been nominated one and just get everything uh, by the way Under the, you should you should all go see Under the Skin it's fantastic mm-hmm. and it's uh, art film shall we do, shall we say with a bit more nuance and uh, mm-hmm. and subtext than this uh, but this is a, this is a fine movie I think it will be a curiosity 
in future years answer to a trivia question oh uh it's you know he just just keeps rolled over in his grave he's not dead yet (laughs) but uh, i thought you said he was at the end what's going on oh my god oh my god life is life is becoming art art's becoming life i don't know what's happening just ascend ascend see it's just ascend oh yeah you like that don't you I i like using that word um but yeah ultimately it's a uh it's a it's a it's a fine movie. I think it's worth your time to watch at least once. Or if you are teaching a class on cinematography, you can show a bunch of this to your kids to show them how you do single take shots. Yeah. It's so easy now. It's so easy nowadays. It's great. The technology is so improved that you can do films like this. And I I, I think maybe we'll see more because it's I love. I love it when I'm like 30 seconds into a shot and I realize, oh, they haven't mm. broken in a while. This is yeah. this is cool because seeing some, seeing when they, especially when it's like a complicated, when there's all sorts of things happening, it's complicated. It's yeah. really fun, and there's and there are a lot of sequences like that, like the, the visual effects alone in this movie, just seamlessly integrated. You're like, holy shit, this is really yeah. impressive. It, uh, it's great. So it's a, a technical, it's a technical masterpiece, uh, a good a, a good curiosity of things. Best picture, I'm not entirely sure. Uh, I, I, you know, I, like, I know. Can I not, can I abstain from voting? Is that a thing we do? <laughs> no, I don't no, think no, I'll no, do that. Okay, no, okay, I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no. Okay, all right. Well, what would you have picked of the ones you've seen? Of the ones I've seen? Uh-huh. You know what? <laughs> None of those. Uh, probably, I mean, probably, uh, you know what? Grand Budapest. Let's go with Grand Budapest. Nah. Just because it's not my favorite uh, Anderson doesn't mean I like. There's a lot of there's a lot of good stuff there, but mm. like I may have gone completely different, uh, completely other way with uh, Oscar uh, the yeah, the Oscar films that year. But mm. such is life. This is history, and we are Oscar Watch. And you can find us on Facebook, on Twitter, and Instagram at Oscar Watch Pod. You can write us an email if you would like at OscarWatchPodcast at gmail.com. We love hearing from you people. We really, really do. Alex, where can people find you? You can find me at AlexRiviello.com or on Twitter, just AlexRiviello. Uh, but wait, Steve, shouldn't we have picked the next selection? Oh, yes, we should have. Do. Before we, before we go on to it. Do get the dice. And I have the dice. Roll nice that, roll that beautiful bean footage. Let's see. Uh, we're gonna start r- running out of movies at some point. Let's. Oh, I got eighty. Did we do eighty? We we are doing. Oh, eighty. No country for old men. Oh well. Okay. All right. <laughs> eighty. It is. No country. Steve, okay. are you a fan of No Country? I am a very, very big fan. I got opinions. All of them good. About No Country for I Old Men. I only saw that once in theaters. Only once? Oh, man. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting. Uh, I think you're going to enjoy watching it again, man. Probably. Damn right cool. you are. All right. No Country. Okay. Well, I do love my Coens. Oh, God. Yes, yes indeed. Okay. I'm Steve. <laughs> All right. I'm Alex. And we are Oscar Watch. We will see you next week at the movies.